Hello and welcome to the That's a Good Point podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. This is Dion here with... John's here. And... Uh, Raj. All right. Irv is not here today. He's on a road trip with his mom. I think last we heard he was in Kentucky. Gallivanting through the countryside. Gallivanting through Appalachia. I know he'd been in Tennessee, so... Uh, Today we will be making some good points while we rank some items using our prioritizing grid or matrix as we call it. We're also looking for feedback and ideas to improve, so let us know via Twitter. At that's a good point one. There's no T at the end. That, point. At, I'll do it good, since Irv isn't here. Point that one. Is, that yep. is like the best Twitter handle <laughs> of all time. I mean, that's awesome. Absolutely. Hopefully, if you had a chance to catch last week's episode, we had a fun discussion of some different varieties of bratwurst. Our special guest, John Sneller, was able to share some of his expertise. We ended up ranking the taco bratwurst. Uh, we've only been able to find that at Tiefenthaler. Someone just told me yesterday... Fairway is making a taco brat. Really? I think it's even a skinless taco brat. So Ooh, I just I went to Fairway. Need to try that. Yes. Didn't see it there, but I also wasn't looking, so I have to check out and see. I was at the uh, local grocery store this morning, and they have a new batch of bratwurst out. Oh yes. Um, I saw original green onion, pineapple, and I think just cheddar. Oh yeah. Plain old, nice. plain old cheddar. Well, cheddar bacon was our second place last week, so that, that was a good one. Or was it bacon cheddar? Bacon cheddar. It might have been. We might have I think we I cheddar. think we referred to it in both ways. I think we did. Do so. um, you remember the other rest of the rankings? I don't remember off the top of my head. Whew, um, I think Mushroom and Swiss ended up taking sixth. Mushroom and Swiss was winless. Yeah. Because it was the lucky charms of the bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I keep throwing that in there since I know we got some negative uh, feedback oh, yeah. on the lucky charms. It was the ranking. pony excess. I've heard, I've heard it from a few people that thought pony excess got robbed. So it's the pony excess of bratwurst. Still a good uh, brat. What else was in those top Ruben, Ru- I think Ruben, Ruben was Ruben third. Was one. Ruben third? Okay. That sounds right. I think Ruben finished third. And then, boy, what even were the other two? Pizza was fourth, I believe. Oh, yeah. Pepperoni pizza is a good one. The pizza brat. Uh, well, you know what you need to do? Go back and listen to it. Yep. Oh. Yeah, cheesy Potato was in there. Also, so. If you haven't listened to it, if you, you enjoy a good bratwurst, oh, give it yeah. a listen. Absolutely. Uh, today we are going to rank some Chicago sports seasons. Uh, that's a very specialized topic, so if that doesn't sound like, like you, maybe you're one of those crazy Packers or Minnesota Wild fans or... St. Louis Cardinals. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> say who marries a Cardinals. Yeah. Fan. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Everyone makes mistakes, but uh, if if that's check the description and and you can fast forward ahead to just hear the recap and join us for a start one, sit one, cut one to rank some Chicago sports seasons today. In Irv's absence, we brought in a fellow Chicago sports fan. So let's welcome Mike Rogers. Uh, or, or is that John Sneller? Is that, is that John Sneller over there? <laughs> you know, it's like I told you guys earlier, if you guys didn't make that comment at the end of the last podcast, I definitely was. So it's nice <laughs> of you to let my uh, less better-looking brother join us first. So get the best for last, I guess. You bet. So we're all Chicago sports fans. How do, how, why don't we explain how you became a how Chicago sports fan? I mean, I probably... Same reason for all three of us. We're from Eastern Iowa. Yeah, that's a good good starting point. I think yeah. uh, 
I know for me, living and growing up in the Quad Cities, my whole family really is from Illinois. My mom grew up in Chicago, okay, and my grandparents lived in Chicago, so that's a big part of it. My dad is a diehard White Sox fan. I ended up on the other side of town as a Cubs fan. Um, but yeah, for me, getting WGN was a big yeah. part of growing you up bet. with Chicago sports. Yeah, same thing. I mean... Southeast Iowa, um, so a little closer to St. Louis than, than both the guys, but more is WGN, just being able to come home and after school or in the summertime, especially with a lot of those 1 o'clock first pitches. Yep. Um, you know, just being able to sit inside in the air condition and watch Cubs games all day, and, um, you know, you'd always get the Bears games in the, the fall. So it's, I mean... If, yeah, that's one thing I really realized moving to the Des Moines area that stinks is you aren't guaranteed to watch the Bears when they're on. Right. You get the Vikings or the Chiefs oh. or the Packers. Chicago's what? closer to this place than Green Bay, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't understand. I, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, just, yeah, and then even with baseball and the whole blackout, just the state of Iowa in general, we're... Oh, yeah, for baseball. Speaking for of baseball, mess. We are blacked out of six different teams, and right now you can't even go to a game, and we're still blacked out from six baseball teams. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Somebody get Rob Manford on the phone. Let's, let's talk to him. Uh, for me, I, I'm saying I grew up in eastern Iowa. I actually took my uh, boyhood home, typed it into Google Maps. There's a 10-mile difference between my house in Wrigley than Principal Park, so just oh. as close to Chicago as I was to Des Moines. Right. So, And that's yep, me too. WGN. We did eventually get cable in WGN and watch that, so that had a lot to do with it. My dad was a Bears fan. I will say my first basketball love professionally was probably the Celtics, but since the Bulls were kind of the local team, you know, the local paper covered Chicago sports, and so... I, and, and they were pretty good at a big point in our lives, too. Right. <laughs> that formative time there, so... Uh, do either of you watch hockey ever? You know, not a ton. I watched a little bit, I guess, like when the Blackhawks were good in right. the early 2000, mid-2010s. Yep, yep. I'd watch the playoffs. I remember... My mom told me my grandparents had season tickets for Blackhawks games in like the 50s, I think, oh, wow. and 60s. That's nice. cool. So, yeah. I know when we moved here to Earlham and we finally got DirecTV for the first time ever, I had to figure out how to get Cubs games because they weren't always on WGN anymore at that mm-hmm. point. And that was it, I think it was called Comcast. Comcast Chicago. Now it's, yeah, now it's yeah. NBC Sports, but they played Blackhawks games and so... I would come home from a basketball game or just a late night and turn on the TV, and that's what would be on. And I started watching Blackhawks games, and it was kind of right at that time when the Blackhawks were really good and going to Stanley Cups. And so I got really interested. And then I can watch playoff hockey, but if if it's just a random Tuesday and the Blackhawks aren't involved, I usually don't watch it. But we do have a Blackhawks team on our list. So we will be looking at some seasons and putting them head-to-head and picking our favorites. And so we kind of went with... Impact, what was a really good team that had an impact, and also then what is our favorite from that list. And we took all teams from our lifetime, so you're not going to hear about the, the 1969 Cubs team or one of the Bears championships from the 40s. So and, and all the seasons we picked were champions. Yes, yeah. all these are our champions. So In no particular order, and we can describe them later, but this, let's just give you our list. So team number one that we're going to rank is the 1990-91 Bulls. Number two is the 2012-13 Blackhawks. Number three is the 1985 Bears. Number four is the 95-96 Bulls. Number five is the 2005 White Sox. And number six 
is the 2016 Cubs. So, we ready to do some rankings? I think so. Oh, there's going to be a lot to talk about, I think. I think there is. So, our first matchup is the 90-91 Bulls versus the 2012-2013 Blackhawks. Um, you, you, these guys want to tell us about the 90-91 Bulls? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's their first one of their, you know, their first, um, you know, three-peat they went through and, you know, went that one. It was kind of the first year where Jordan kind of realized that the, you know, essentially the bad boys were kind of beating them up, if you will. And, you know, we've all seen the the last, the dance. last dance where they kind of documented the, you know, the struggles that he went through with that and then just his, his change that he went through uh, for that. So, I mean, to me, I, I think it's got to be the 90-91 Bulls. Over the Blackhawks, just yeah. I mean, you've got Jordan and everything he did. It's just I don't think it's a contest, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that Bulls that year, sixty-one and twenty-one was their record in the playoffs. They did really well. Uh, they swept the Knicks, beat the 76ers four-one. They swept the Pistons in the conference finals. That's the one where Isaiah and Bill Lambier led the the walk off. Just walked off. So and, lame. Yeah, and at home th- they were teams that did that but it was if you remember people stormed the court and if you were on the road for that you would want to get off they were at home no one was storming the court for the bulls so isaiah he, he might he might win the biggest chicago sports villain of all yeah, time yeah I, I he and bill lambier can rot in hell so <laughs> the, then the bulls did beat the lakers 4-1 in the finals the that blackhawks season that was a strike shortened season that yes. year yeah. uh, there was a lockout lockout not a strike joel quinneville was the coach but they were the best team in hockey that year by quite a bit. 36-7-5 and is their record. They won their division. Uh, then in the playoffs, they beat the Wild 4-1. The Red Wings series was a 4-3 series. I remember this one. And this was the last year the Red Wings were in the Western Conference because the following year they moved to the East. So if they would have lost to the Red Wings, that would have been... Uh, the Red Wings are hated there, so... Uh, then in the Eastern Conference, or sorry, Western Conference Finals, they beat the Kings 4-2 and then end up winning over the Bruins 4-2. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Marion Hossa were the leading scorers on that team. Uh, like I said, I don't watch a ton of hockey, but when I do, it's usually the Blackhawks. This was probably their best of their three recent Stanley Cup teams, but I'm still going to take the 90-91 Bulls. So you guys have brought up a lot of the points I've I've had here. I think for me, the thing that's going to cost the Blackhawks is it was a strike-shortened year and the fact that they almost got bounced in the conference semifinals against Detroit. Um, I think the best team in Chicago sports history can't have had something that was that close of a call. Gotcha. Um, so it was their second title in a four-year stretch, and I think it was their... They did three, won three in six years, I yep. think, too. So it was the middle title for the Blackhawks. But uh, the 90-91 Bulls being the first one in Bulls history. Because um, the Bulls... Some sentimental value to some, that Some way. people don't realize the Bulls didn't even exist until 1966. Yeah. They are not one of the original NBA teams by any stretch. It was, they were an expansion team. And the Blackhawks have been around forever. They are one of the original six yep. in the NHL, so... So it did take 24 years of being in the NBA for the Bulls to win a title. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to give them the nod as well. Sure. All right, next up we're going to have that 90-91 Bulls team take on the 1985 Bears. I'm going to go first on this one. It's hard to go wrong with, like you said, the Bulls' first 
win. They kind of overcame the Pistons there, and then they beat the Lakers. You know, they were the dominant team of the 80s. Magic Johnson led them. But the 85 Bears, Mike Dicka, coach, Buddy Ryan, defensive coordinator, and that defense, and uh, it's the best NFL team of all time. So I'm going to have to take the 85 Bears in this one. Okay, so this one gets tougher for me because that Bulls team – an over seventy six and twenty three overall is pretty darn good. That's including playoffs. Only two playoff losses. Yeah, fifteen and two in the playoffs. Swept the two time defending champion Pistons in the conference finals. Lost the game one to the Lakers. Right. And then won the next four to finish it off with a flourish. The Bears, though, there are only by my count in kind of the more modern era four teams that have had one or fewer losses in a season. The Undefeated Dolphins in 72, the 07 Patriots, who went 18-1, 18-0, and then they lost the Super Bowl, the Bears, and then the 82 Redskins were 12-1 in a strike-shortened season. Um, so that's pretty important. Being the fact that it is also the only Super Bowl championship in Bears history, because yeah, NFL championships are cool, but uh, the Super Bowl is just something a little more. Yeah, it's cool to see um, those letter jackets with all those... You know, 40s on the back, yeah. and then 85. Yeah. <laughs> when year they beat the Redskins, like 73 to nothing. Yeah, 73 <laughs> Which might be one of the most impressive performances in Chicago sports Absolutely. history. Um, but I'm going to go with the 85 Bears. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's the 85 Bears, like you said. It's the only championship. I mean, you know, if we're looking at the impact, it's people still go back and say it's the 85 Bears. You can just, people ask the discussion, what's the best football team? You just say 85 Bears and walk away. You don't even have to say anything. <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely go with the, that for the. There are going to be some people that definitely have a problem with those statements of the Bears just automatically the best football team ever. Well, those people are obviously stupid. So, <laughs> next up, we're going to have the ninety ninety one Bulls take on that ninety five ninety six Bulls. So, and I get the start. You on get this to lead one. us off, John. Well, no, this yeah. is an interesting because this is the only battle we have between the same team. And right. While the the teams differed. They did have the common core of Pip and Jordan. Right. And Phil. And, uh, and Jerry Krause. And Jer- well, yeah, 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 Jerry <laughs> Krause. I mean, he's the one that really made it happen. Right. right. Um, and the 95-96 Bulls team, that's the team that went 72-10 and 10 during the regular season. Uh, they finished with an overall record of 87-13, and 13, so they were 15-3 and three in the playoffs. So actually the 90-91 team was a little bit better, better. in the playoffs. Right. Um, I think what it came down to for me is that, and when I look at the 90-91 roster, Pippen, Jordan, Grant, Pax, and Cartwright were the starters, and your bench was B.J. Armstrong, uh, Will Perdue, Cliff Levingston, Craig Hodges, Stacey King, and then the 95-96 Bulls, Jordan Pippen with Rodman, Longley, Harper, Kukoc, Kerr, Winnington, and Judd Bushler. I felt like the 90-91 team was a stronger team top to bottom, so I'm going 90-91. Uh, I mean, when you kind of look at those, you know, kind of piggybacking off of some of the stuff that you said, John, um, you know, that, that 91 team, you know, like you said, it's they didn't quite have as many wins as uh, the 95-96 Bulls, but the 95-96 Bulls also, that was a, an expansion year. So it was a year where we brought in the, mm. the two Canadian teams. So did that maybe help? That's a good point. Water right? down a good the, point. 
you know, water down the rosters a little bit because sure. now hmm. we're bringing in two new teams. So expansion draft and stuff was going on. Um, you know, it wasn't that one or BJ Armstrong that was later where he got traded away for. He was on the first three. First, goals. first three. Yeah, so was it was in that 95, 96. I think he got picked up in the expansion draft or something like that. And he didn't like that or something. I thought in the, the one video. Anyway, um, so yeah, the 95, 96, yeah, they had more wins with the expansion draft. The 90, 91 didn't, I mean, they only lost once in the playoffs versus, uh, or they lost twice compared to the three times. Now, granted, three of those were uh, to the Sonics in the finals where, you know, was that just Chicago wanted to just get back to Chicago to win it or, you know, not. Uh, so for me, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the 91 Bulls on that one. All right. Um, so... Well, we've already got a winner there. Uh, those 95-96 Bulls, that's the best regular season record that went on to win the championship. Because the yes. Warriors a few years ago, didn't they go 73-9, but then they lost to the Cavs, Cavs in, the, yes. in the finals. So. But those 95-96 Bulls, they beat the Heat, the Knicks, the Magic, and they only lost one game in the Eastern Conference playoffs to the Knicks. But then they kind of slipped up, and I don't know, they looked sloppy against the Sonics, maybe got a little overconfident, like you said, maybe just wanted to win it in Chicago. Um but to me, we were going not. Who knows who wins in that series? A younger Jordan versus the experienced Jordan. But I'm going to go with you guys and pick the 90-91 Bulls just because that was the first time around, mm-hmm. and that was a super impressive playoff run by them. Yes. Next up, we're going to go 90-91 Bulls taking on the 2005 Chicago White Sox. Those White Sox went 99 and 63. They won the AL Central. Ozzie Guillen was their manager. Let's see Mark. Burley and John Garland pitchers were actually their war leaders. They swept the Red Sox in the division series, won the Angels, beat the Angels 4-1, and then they swept the Astros in the World Series. Jermaine Dye was the MVP. That was the big thing I forgot was how dominant they were in the playoffs that year. They lost the first game of the Angels. Those the next four games were all complete games. Complete games, yeah. So Um, it was a Contreras, Burley, Garland, and Freddie Garcia. Freddie Garcia were yep. the pitchers. They all in all nine innings each. Game two was that controversial drop third strike to AJ Perzinski, and he got to first base. It was a tie game in the ninth. Yeah. He got to first on the controversial third strike. He was swinging. Um, the Angels said that the catcher caught it, and the umpire ruled that he didn't. And then they pinch ran for him, and that was the winning run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you kind of look at those two, I mean the 05 White Sox. Like you said, they, I mean, they won 99 games. Um, they won 11-1 in the playoffs, which, if I recall correctly, was the first team in wild card, kind of the wild card era to go 11-1, to only have one loss to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is impressive. Like you said, the pitching was was there uh, for them to do that. And, uh, you know, then to beat the Astros, which, I mean, nowadays we look at any time the Astros can lose, is probably a, a right. good thing. <laughs> they were a National League team back then. That's I always keep forgetting that they switched from the NL to the AL, and then the Brewers were in the AL, and they moved to the NL. Right, yeah, yeah. It's why they just couldn't have just both left them where they were and reconfigured the <laughs> divisions. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been too easy. Yeah. Uh, but I think between those and the, the, the 90-91 Bulls, I mean, I'm going to go with the Bulls. I mean, that offseason before that, I mean, Jordan was, I mean, he was filming a great sports movie that you guys left off the <laughs> sports yes, movies with a yes, Space Jam. But, um, you know, for me, I think it's, I still think it's that first Bulls championship. I'm going to back you up on this one and go with the, the Bulls championship. And I appreciated the White Sox winning it, but maybe it was a little 
bitter because it's still a longer drought for the Cubs at that time, and I'm more of a Cubs fan than a White Sox fan, so I'll take the 90-91 Bulls here. I'm going to make some alternate points because I'm going White Sox. All right, that's All right. It. And I'll make some points so that maybe there will be something that stands out that will maybe make you think again on Ooh, one of the later okay. ones. All right. All right. Good, good. So the White Sox, 99-63, they won the division by six games over a really good Cleveland team. That was back when Cleveland was loaded. Yep. Um, and it was the second-best record in baseball, one game behind a team that we don't talk about on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we already talked about how they just stomped their way through the playoffs on the way to the World Series. Um, first World Series appearance since 1959 when they lost to the Dodgers. And the first World Series championship since 1917. So they went 88 years. So I'm going on the fact that they were dominant in the playoffs. They had one game off of the best record in the league that year. They... Went 88 years without a championship, where the Bulls only went 27 years without a championship. <laughs> yeah. So the drought plays into it, too. Sure. Um, and really, the White Sox haven't been all that great since then. No. So I think when it comes to like us one team, that's a pretty big accomplishment in Chicago sports for the White Sox. One thing about, I wish... Frank Thomas got hurt that season mm-hmm. and actually didn't even... He wasn't even on the roster in the, in the postseason, was he? No. I don't think so. he so. The big bats there were Jermaine Dye, who ended up being the World Series MVP, and Paul Canerco. Paul Canerco. Uh, Jeff Blum had the uh, game-winning home run in Game 3 sure. of the World Series. He pinch hit in, like, the 14th inning and came up with the, the game-winning home run. But That's right. That was a, I forgot that there was that 14-inning game. Yeah. Sure. It was a long night. Um, but I don't think... I mean, this is probably... The White Sox had a better team in 94 when the World Series didn't happen and they were in first place by quite a bit. But, yeah, my point is they had to wait a long time for this. It isn't like the White Sox are historically a good team year in and year out. Right. So I think that puts them just a touch ahead of the Bulls. Sure. I'm still going Bulls. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't expect to change your mind on that. At the time it happened, that was the first and only Bulls championship. So, I mean, all right. Uh, last matchup for the 90-91 Bulls is going to be versus the 2016 Cubs, who broke an even longer streak. Um, just in my fandom, I've, like I said, I started out as a Celtics fan and just kind of take the Bulls' interest because of the proximity to Chicago, and I like other Chicago sports teams. I love the Blackhawks, but hockey's not my favorite thing. I can't skate, so it's not like I'm going to go play it and imitate those guys. And... NFL, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Fairweather fan. I, I like the Bears. They're my favorite team. But at any given time, especially now in the age of fantasy football, I find myself kind of rooting for, you know... Players. Players. And <laughs> looking for interesting games. and so. But I've always loved the Cubs, and it's going to be hard for me to, to not have them win. So I'm taking the 2016 Cubs here. So these are the two seasons where I attended a game in person oh, nice. from both of these seasons. I got nice. to go, my only game, Bulls game in Chicago Stadium was ninety ninety one. saw him play the Charlotte Hornets. Pippen went off for like 43, Jordan had 30-something. Um, and then I saw, I attended the game one of the NLCS in 2016 at Wrigley against the Dodgers where Montero hit the Grand Slam in the eighth to win the game. Um, but yeah, 108 years, right? That's, that's a long time. Um, so 
The Cubs won their division that year by 17 and a half games. That's, that's good, right? That's that's pretty good. All right. yeah. good. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be second best compared to what they'll win it by this year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've got to go Cubs there. You bet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, an over-inner. It's, the impact, like I said, it's 108 years since the last time they won it. I mean, it's it's got to be the 2016 Cubs in that one. So 108 years, 2016, this is 2020. So this will be four years. So another 104 years, we're up again, right? You betcha. You know, I'm, I I'm think ready. I can. I'm I think ready. I can make it. <laughs> you talk about you went went to games in both of those seasons. Uh, I've gone to a ton of Cubs games. I love going to Major League Baseball games. But when I had gone to games in Wrigley Field, <laughs> oh. the Cubs at one point were 0 and 14 when I was in there. One point, it was my nephew's bachelor party. We were there, and the Cubs were beating that team from St. Louis in the ninth inning, and they made me leave. And I did, and they still blew it. The Cardinals ended up beating them. Oh, I said their name. Dang it! Uh, but I, the first Cubs game, first Cubs win I ever saw in Wrigley Field was 2016. Went to a game in April. Jake Arrieta pitched against the Rockies, and they ended up winning that game. And so, I feel like you were. I broke through at the same time they did. And have, so, they've done a lot better now since you yeah, broke the first. I am right? now I think 4 and 16 yeah, when I'm at that's Wrigley a good streak. Field, so that's a yeah, a great streak. That's, that's a winning streak right there. It is. Uh, all right. So there we go for the 991 Bulls. Next up, the Blackhawks going to take some teams on, see if we can get a hockey victory here. So first of all, 2012 or 2013 Blackhawks against the 85 Bears. John lead us off. I don't have a whole lot to say here. It's not going to be a <laughs> hockey victory, I tell you that. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, yeah, it's it's the Bears. Hey, this is probably. I would like to have seen this Blackhawks team over a whole season. You know, it was a it was a lockout shortened season. You wonder if maybe that helped them because they were a really good team. They'd already won a Stanley Cup. They had an experience. They had an experienced coach, and just had that short season and play so well, and then carry that momentum over in the playoffs. Just like the Cubs will do with this short season. That's yeah. right. That's so we're far. hoping for that. So, but. Like you said, it's hard to beat the 85 Bears, so I'm taking the Bears. Next up, we're going to have the Blackhawks take on the 95-96 Bulls. Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of like we said, is, I mean, the Bulls, this is their, their second go-around, um, or start of their second go-around. They won the 72 games. Um, you know, it's... Jordan's kind of, I mean, he had the season kind of before that where he's kind of trying to get back in the, the basketball shape. Any of you know how many games he played that year before? Did he come back for, we can look that up. Yeah. It was fairly late, I think. Right. It was yeah. one of those is the baseball, kind of the lockout for baseball yeah. kind of helped him decide yeah. to go back in the basketball. So, um, you know, between that and the, I mean, the hockey, the hockey is impressive. Um, I'm going to just, to play devil's advocate here, I'm going to go with the the Blackhawks to kind of put oh, the nice. put it on Dion here for oh, the boy. the Bulls here. But I'm going to say, like I said, it's, it, was, it was a shorter season, but they they have 36 and seven. That's that's impressive. 17 games for Michael. Okay, in the, that in the year nine, before, so you got a 17 game plus warm up plus the playoffs because they made it to the conference semifinals. semis against yeah, Orlando. Yeah, that 95-96 Bulls, like I said, that's the best regular season record that actually ended up winning the, the championship. Um, and you made a good point earlier, Mike. That was a good point that there was expansion teams, and so was is that record watered down a little bit? Who knows? Um, I think if the Bulls had swept the Sonics in the finals, like everyone thought they were they got up 3-0, right? And then went down 3-2, and then ended up winning the game six. Next, so, yeah, they... 
So if you're talking standby, just just dropping one game to the Knicks throughout the whole thing, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of debate that they aren't the best team of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool to see Michael Jordan come come back. And so this one is a little more meaningful to me than the Blackhawks. But since you voted for the Blackhawks, and I'd like to see him get a victory, I'm taking the 2012-13 Blackhawks. They they won their second cup. I do think that was their best team of the three that won Stanley Cup. So. And Kane, Taves, Hosa, all really good players. Who was the goalie back then? Corey Crawford. Crawford? Yep. Um, and they had a lot of good players on that team. Oh, yeah. And I watched the playoffs. Duncan Keith. I think, is Hosa in the Hall of Fame? He just got nominated or elected to the Hall of Fame okay. this year. Yep. And Kane and Taves will have a good chance, I yeah. think, too. So with that, the hockey fans can't pull a Lucky Charms and right, so yeah. that they got. <laughs> well, I, I was I was gonna vote for the ninety five ninety six Bulls based on the fact that seventy two and ten is still seventy two and ten. That is and, true. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. It was their fourth title in six seasons. Um, so, yeah, I and they were up three zero on the Sonics before okay, losing two so. games. Um, according to Gary Payton, that's because he got to guard Jordan. At right. That yeah, I remember that's, that. The um, glove. <laughs> So I was gonna go ninety five ninety six Bulls, but majority rules. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, the Blackhawks are gonna take on the two thousand five White Sox. Is this my turn, or is you? I yeah. think I go yeah. first. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I know how John feels about the White Sox, but I'm way more interested in the Blackhawks here than I am in the White Sox. It, their postseason was very impressive, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna give the edge to the Blackhawks here. Well, you are right. I am going to be going with the White Sox for many of the reasons that I outlined before. So the best thing about this is that um, all the pressure is going to go on to the guest, (laughs) Mike, now to make this decision. Um, Some of the other uh, well-known or important players on that White Sox team, um, most of them did not have long careers, but uh, Joe Creedy was a pretty solid third baseman at that time. Obviously, A.J. Pruszynski. Um, but like you said, Canerco and Die were the two heavy hitters. Um, Scott Kosednik, he provided the speed and actually mm-hmm. hit a really important home run in uh, their game against the Angels. I think it was the clinching game against the Angels. It might have been the game-winning homer. Who The um, second baseman was the from Japan? Tadahito Aguchi. Yes. Yeah. Now, the negative is... Their announcer was pretty annoying. Oh, man. Hawk um, Harrelson. There aren't many yeah. Hawk Harrelson fans in the house. No, there are not. No. <laughs> and then we talked just briefly about Mark Burley before, and he's probably like Mr. White Sox for the people from the 21st century. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I love um, Mark Burley. Yeah. Bobby Jenks, that mm-hmm. was his he, yep. appearance, and he disappeared pretty quick, but uh, he was good when he was good. So, Mike? You're right. All right, so when you you kind of look at those, kind of like you you said, um, you know the the O five White Sox. I mean, to me, it kind of almost boils down a little bit between baseball and hockey. Uh, you know, between those, I mean, the White Sox they did have a really impressive postseason run there. Um, you know, I, I one of those I didn't realize that Frank Thomas wasn't on that. I kind of forgot about that aspect that he wasn't now, he, on that roster. He played during the season. He played in he the but he, 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 had, uh, he got injured, right? 124 plate appearances during the season, but yeah, he was injured. And and uh, the next year he went to the A's, right? Or did he play one more year with the White Sox after that? He So yeah, he... The next season he went to Oakland, and then right. 
finished off his career in Toronto with a return stint to Oakland. Oh, I forgot he went to the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's one of those where there's just people you just associate with the team, where it's yeah. like, all right, when they see you see that team win, you automatically just assume that they're on it. So on they the, did that without Frank Thomas. So right. I mean, that might even make it even more impressive to have that. So I mean, between those two, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to the White Sox. Sure, they will get the victory. I see. For me, if we're picking not what was more impressive, but the combination of impressive and mm-hmm. that we enjoy, I think if Frank Thomas were on that team, he's probably my favorite White Sox player of all yeah. the time. I, I, that would maybe give them the edge, but I just know he wasn't on that team. So. Mm-hmm. All right, our last matchup for the 2013 Blackhawks. They're going to take on the 2016 Cubs. This should be a fun one, right? It ain't going to take long. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2016 Cubs. Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. They win. All right, next up we've got some matchups for the 1985 Bears. The 85 Bears are going to go against the 96 Bulls. Uh, Mike, you're leading us off here? Uh, yeah, I mean... 85 Bears, I mean, just like we said, I mean, it's, you know, we, we feel it's the most dominant NFL team of all time. Um, that defense was just suffocating. Yeah. Uh, you look at teams that have had other good defenses, you know, you had the, uh, what was, let me look at my notes here really quick. You had the 2000 Ravens, you had the 76 Steelers, but all those had, you know, no offense. Whereas the Bears, you know, they had Walter Payton that they could hand the ball to. Um, you know, yeah, McMahon, you know, he, he did his thing enough to, um, you know, to kind of, you know, take the weight off Walter and kind of do that. So for me, I mean, it's, it's the 85 Bears, no question. Yeah, I didn't research this, but was 85 the healthiest season for Jim McMahon? He was very injury prone. And so I know he actually, was it Steve Fuller had to start yep. a few games, including the one the that Miami lost game. against the Mi- Miami yeah. through a couple interceptions in there that were pretty big, but. I mean, Jim McMahon, if he could have stayed healthy, and there's always ifs, was probably a pretty good quarterback. And I'm going to go with 85 Bears as well. Do we know how many Grammys did the Super Bowl shuffle win? Was did it, it had to be a few, right? You know, maybe they did. <laughs> maybe they did. So, little side note: they recorded that the night after the, the day after they got back from the Miami game. Um, the next day, they were in the studio recording the Super Bowl shuffle after their first loss of the season. Yeah, you gotta like the confidence. John, were you voting eighty-five Bears? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and vote eighty-five. Okay. I totally <laughs> forgot that that was even up there. But um, we've talked a lot of stats. They allowed ten total points in their three playoff games. Right. All of them being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, Patriots scored first. They were actually oh, winning the Super Bowl three nothing. nothing. Yep. And then they play, the Bears played 19 games that season, and in 14 of the 19 games, they gave up fewer, 10 points or fewer in 14 of the 19 games. That's, That's pretty good defense. Down that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, we're going to have the 85 Bears take on the 2005 White Sox. Uh, I'm going to go 85 Bears. Let's see if John's enough of a bleeding heart with his White Sox to give them the win here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, White, White Sox are fine, and I voted for them ahead of uh, a couple of these, but uh, it's not going to be the 85 Bears. All right. It's, yeah, it's, it's the Bears. They take the win. All right, I think probably our heavy hitters, our, our favorites here, is this next matchup. So this oh, may, I have to start this one. Yeah. You have to start us <laughs> off, John. <laughs> you, you might have to make the decision here. So it's the 1985 Bears. And the 2016 Cubs, the the favorites going into this. 
And I knew this was going to be the favorite. These were favorites, and I yep. did not really come up with how I was going to attack this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want one of us to go first? No, no, okay. I think right. it's good. Because, um, like, the 85 Bears, that's the team of my childhood. Sure. Because I was nine years old when, or eight years old when that went down, and remember it really well. Um, we used to sit in the basement. My dad and I would sit there, and my brother would join us sometime. He was only five years old, so it was kind of hit and miss with him. But I remember we would actually not listen to the TV broadcast, and we turned the Bears radio guys on and listened to um, yeah. Wayne Larravee and Hub Arkish. That's back when you could line the radio up with the TV. Very easily. Yep. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. Um, no. yeah. So we would do that and listen to the, the Bears games. And my brother's birthday, his Let's see, 86, it would have been a sixth birthday party was the same day as the Super Bowl. Wow. So we had a Super Bowl-themed birthday party for <laughs> Even better. Um, just like grandparents and things like that. Right. But the 2016 Cubs is the team of my adulthood, and I've probably been a Cub, bigger Cubs fan than a, than a Bears fan in my life. So I am going to have to go, while these are probably one and two, one and one A, we'll yeah. say that, I'm going Cubs. Yeah, I mean, kind of like you said, it's, I mean, you're, like you said, you're more the Cubs fan, especially as an adult, than the Bears. Um, you know, for me, I mean, in 85, granted, I was, you know, all of two years old <laughs> uh, with that. But, you know, being a Bears fan, you kind of go back and you kind of watch the stuff and you kind of, you know, live it through that way. Uh, you know, for me, it's, they're both tough. They're both impressive. Uh, I kind of think back to some of the things that, you know, maybe when you look back, you always, you know, what could they have changed differently? Uh, in that 85 Bears season, just give it to Peyton. I mean, you're up that far. Yeah, Fridge, getting the touchdown was cool and all, but... Jim McMahon had two rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl from the, both yep, from the goal true. line, or one-yard line. I mean, you yep. could have given it to me there. Yeah, too. so I can't hand it off. And then the, the 16 Cubs, I mean, I knew once we got Chapman... I mean, we're just going to, he's going to be there for a year, the rest of the season, we're just going to use him and abuse him and let him go his way and just almost some of that stuff. It almost did not work. You know, bringing him into far. the seventh inning of a game. Um, in game six, we're up, what, 6-3, and they bring him in and we go up even more and, you know, Madden doesn't have anyone in the bullpen ready, so Chapman has to go out again to kind of start the inning and... I don't know about you, but in that game seven in the eighth inning when or seventh inning when Davis hits that home run, I'm like, crap, this is here we go. It's gonna be another 108 years before we get. Um, so for me, it's with all that. Though, I I still gotta go with the Cubs though because it's just it was one of those like you said lining up the stuff. I remember watching that game and the neighbors had they're on the satellite, so that was delayed like three or four <laughs> you seconds. You told me that story, and yeah. I'm on the antenna and. I could like I watch the game and I can hear like I yell like Davis hit that home run and all of a sudden a couple seconds later I'd hear them yell <laughs> and I'm like dude I'm ahead of them <laughs> so I was like when we got that out I just start screaming and then a couple seconds later you hear the neighbors start screaming and nice I mean that was from a sports standpoint I mean outside of I think the Hawks you know hopefully win the NC two A tournament this year if we have one we'll learn a lot more about that Sunday yeah we'll know more when we figure out what Garza it's got to be sixteen Cubs. Johnny made a good point. This is probably 1-1A. Um, in this case, I'm going to say the 85 Bears' dominance probably hurts them because 2016 Cubs 
pulling it off. That World Series was so great, and so that was just a great memory. And gonna, I don't need to vote for them because you guys already did, but I'm going to to give them the victory. I was just thinking, like, another thing is being young at the time of the Bears, it isn't like we had waited our whole lives right, for it. Right, right. Like, the Cubs, there comes a point in your life where you're like, hmm, I don't they know may not ever they do this. They might not do this, right. <laughs> Next up, we're going to do the 95-96 Bulls taking on the 2005 White Sox. Mike, you lead us off. Uh, I think kind of looking at what we've already said about it, uh, for me, I'm going to go with the uh, I'm go with the White Sox on this one. Uh, yeah, the Bulls had the 72-10 record. Uh, you know, they, they dominated through the regular season, but, uh, you know, once again, I think for me it comes down to baseball and and uh, basketball, and like I said, it's the White Sox. It's kind of their first one in a while. Whereas the Bulls, it's their they're coming back. It's, right. Uh, you know, it's Jordan. We got Jordan back. Yeah, you got him as you know as cool drink of water from the last season. Kind of get ready for the season and then go on. But for me, I think it's going to go with the old five White Sox. I'm going to go Bulls on this one and put the pressure on John. So um, with this one, I think it just boils down to what. Mike said there that it's the one time that they've won the World Series since 1917. Um, this is where the Bulls' success might hurt them a little bit. Sure. The fact that we almost take took for granted yeah. that they were that good. Because um, they, I, if I'm having an argument about the best NBA dynasties of all time, I'm probably going to put the Bulls right there with the Absolutely. Celtics. Um but in this matchup, I'm going 0-5 White Sox. It gives the White Sox the victory. All right, now we have the 95-96 Bulls against the 2016 Cubs. I think we've all kind of given our thoughts there. So 2016 Cubs for yep. me. Yep, yep. And the last Same. matchup is going to be the 0-5 White Sox against the 16 Cubs, the the two baseball teams. John? Uh, with this one, I, I like baseball a lot. Uh, Probably my favorite sport to watch on television, and I'm a bigger Cub fan than a Sox fan, so going Cubs. I mean, yeah, I mean the the Cubs. I mean they won 103 games. They did, yeah. 103 games that season. So I mean they they had more wins. Granted, the the White Sox had the more impressive, dominant, um, you know, postseason play. But you know, 108 years, probably the most famous rain delay of all time. Yes. Um, in Game Seven there. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'd argue the Cubs' competition in the playoffs was probably a little better than the White Sox' competition. Yeah, going through too. the the Giants, I think they won that one three one. Then beating the Dodgers four two. Um, like I said, you went to the NLCS. I so got to see them play the Dodgers there, and then you know the the Indians in the the World Series. You know, splitting the first two in Cleveland. I think going into it, if we just said, "Hey, split those two, we're fine." Didn't see him losing the first the two in Chicago, <laughs> and then at that point you're like, "All right, game five, just just win one in Chicago, just give us a chance." And then, you know, then yep. you go back into game six and just destroy them. And then... All right, I've got these results tabulated already, so let's go oh, nice. through this real quick. In sixth place, kind of surprised by this, the ninety-five, ninety-six Bulls. Interesting. Huh. In fifth place, those thirteen Blackhawks. In fourth, the 05 White Sox. In third, that first Bulls championship, so we went with sentimentality, I think, here in yep. the playoff dominance. And then number two was the Bears from 85, and our winner, our favorite season, was the 2016 Chicago Cubs. So I'm a little surprised the White Sox made it up to fourth. Yeah, that, good job on them. I'm going to save my question for next week. We're starting to get a little long, yep. so 
Let's do a quick start one, sit one, cut one. We were talking Chicago. How about some Chicago foods? We got Chicago style pizza, the Chicago style hot dog, or the Italian beef sandwich. What is a Chicago style hot dog, John? Chicago style hot dogs are an all beef frank on a. Oh, I, I got to get it just right. Okay, let's look that one up. <laughs> I'll go ahead and go first because I, I do know what this is. I like Chicago style pizza and this, but the deep dish and the, this is the sauces on top. Is that yes. what we're talking here? Yep. Um, yep. yep. Not my favorite way to eat pizza. So this is my cut. I'm cutting Chicago style pizza, and then I'm going to go ahead and bench the Chicago style hot dog, Italian beef. It's it's hard to go wrong. I love Al's beef down the road mm-hmm. there from the Wrigley Field. So the the starter is Italian beef. Chicago style hot dog, all beef dog, poppy seed bun. Um, has mustard, chopped white onion, bright green relish, dill pickle spear, tomato slices, and sport peppers and celery salt. The the pepper and that bright green relish really make it. Yes. Make it a it's very colorful. Very good hot dog. Yeah. Mike, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start the Chicago style pizza. Um, it's yeah, it's it's unique. It's a different take on it. Um, but it's one of those where it's, I don't have it often, but when I do, it's I just I love it. You bet. Um, so I'm gonna start that one. Uh, I'm gonna sit the Italian beef. Uh, it just you just can't go wrong with Italian beef sandwich yeah. there. And then obviously then I'll just would cut the hot dog. You know nothing. It's a hot dog, but yeah, it's a hot dog. <laughs> a special hot dog. It's a special. John, one. how about you? I am going to start with my cut, and I'm gonna cut the hot dog. Okay. Uh, mostly just because I'm not a big fan of some of the toppings on the Chicago style hot dog. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, not a tomato guy. Um, the rest of it I can get through, but yeah, it, you drag it through the garden is what they call it. Some of that garden <laughs> I'm not a fan of. Um, I am going to sit the beef. Okay. While very good, it's second in uh, in the rankings for me. To the Chicago style pizza, which I just got a Giordano's deep dish oh, Chicago yeah. pizza I, I, last week I'm from West Des Moines, yet, so. it was fantastic. It's really good. Excellent. So I, I I cut the thing you guys started. So yep. Oh, well. Sorry. So just quickly before we sign off, yeah. I want to mention Irv's um, oh, yeah. rankings he on sent Chicago us his, sports. His rankings. So Irv's rankings were at number six, the Blackhawks. Yep. Number five, the White Sox. Number four, the 91 Bulls. Number three, the 85 Bears. He has the 96 Bulls number two, so it'll he's, be interesting to hear his feedback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a lot younger, so he likes the more recent team there, I suppose. And his win for the 16 Cubs, and I'm betting he's going to listen to this podcast on his trip back. That would yeah. be nice. So, All right, well, I know this one went a little long, but thank you for joining us. Next week, Irv will be back. We are going to rank next week our favorite songs that are over seven minutes long so i guess our goal will be that we can wrap up the podcast before you would be done listening to those songs yes thanks for joining us see you next week